Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, the podcast for instructional technology coaches, helping you create the great professional development you're creating in your classroom. This is episode number 37. Today, we're going to be talking about Tech Coach Chrome extensions, and we're going to be celebrating the launch of our new EPUB, 40 Chrome extensions that every tech coach should know about. 40 Chrome extensions, Nick, that is an awful lot. But tonight, we're just going to be focusing on our top five. And Nick, you're not a stranger to Chrome extensions. You've got you've got quite a few, don't you? I do. And it's always a fun topic, Jeff, just because I think so many teachers, you know, don't spend enough time actually going through the Chrome web store. But I know, you know, us as tech coaches and just diving through the store and when there's always a tool for something. So I just love kind of going through and just hearing what people, um, you know, what, what, what's in their browser. That's a little saying I like tossing around there. What's in your browser. And we talk about the Chrome extension. So I'm excited to get to it and share some of the Chrome extensions that we use and why we use them. You know, I was recently at a workshop and somebody had mentioned there's over 40, thousand chrome extensions in the chrome web store which you know what that means nick we have a hundred more of these epub books to create <laughs> absolutely but guess what i mean that means that there's uh, some untapped gems that are in there right that we just haven't actually played with so we are excited to launch this Chrome extension book. Before we tell you how to download it, of course, we want to talk about last week's episode. Nick, this is Ask the Tech Coach, and of course, it wouldn't be Ask the Tech Coach without some great questions. Last week, we talked all about our, our trip to, to FETC, and Nick, we had some great questions. What was the first question that uh, we're going to be talking about today? The first question that we had was, how do you plan for attending mega conferences such as FETC and ISTE? So I'll toss it your way. I'll let you start us off, Jeff. And this is a, this is a topic that we've done on the show before. I, I think we've, we've covered this almost every year. We usually do our, our salute to ISTE. You know, there's nothing like going to a conference with 15, 25,000 educators. But you do have to, you know, plan on it differently. I always say the, the, the best thing you can do is have comfortable shoes. And, you know, hashtag shoes matter out there. Big shout out to our good friend, Angela Myers. And, um, you know, it but seriously, it really all is all about finding that great footwear, having something available to you. I mean, there's so many sessions to go to, so many people to meet. The vendor floor is good. The keynotes are usually awesome. I usually find one or two places to kind of hang and, 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 you know, talk to people. I, I just, it's just, I always look at a, a big conference like ISTE as a glorified ed camp. Sometimes the best PD sessions. You know, Nick, those are the ones that are in the hallways. You know, you find yourself talking to somebody for an hour. Might be a total stranger. Might be that Twitter avatar that you've just never met. But I always find the best PD sessions are the ones that I find in the hallways. I think that's a great point. Um, you know, I actually, my presentation during FETC was uh, at a booth. Um, you know, so that was something that people are just passing, passing by constantly. Jeff, I saw you doing that. Um, once or twice during FETC. So I agree. I think sometimes you you don't plan on spending a lot of time, you end up doing it, but you don't plan maybe out the idea of I'm going to sit in the conference hall with a lot of the vendors and, and walk through there and spend a majority of my time there. But I think it's a great place to just learn what some people are doing and, and see how they're using some of the tools that, that you use on a daily basis. So Jeff, I, you know, I, I'll definitely take the shoe thing. That was something for me. You definitely need FETC bouncing from the north to the south that's like going five football fields. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> having a nice pair of shoes to walk around and some comfy clothes instead of being all dressed up, uh, that, that's a winner right there. And, and on that same note, I'll piggyback in that and say, you know, you, you have to know not to overpack, but you also 
can't really underpack. I made the mistake this this year at FETC. I brought two sports jackets. I never wore them. I brought like three pairs of jeans. I never wore all you know all of them. I brought two pairs of shoes. I, I you know basically I ended up spend, spending extra money on my baggage at the airport that I shouldn't have just because I was <laughs> overpacking. So always be cautious of what you're doing. I always say, you know, use an app like Evernote or Google keep. We'll be talking about those things later. Um, but you know, have a, a game plan, not only for what you pack, but what you're going to be bringing away from you. I know at FETC, of course, being in Orlando, I don't know, Nick, I brought home a few extra souvenirs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely have a, uh, a backpack, a little sling bag or something with you because telling you when you go through that uh that that vendor hall and and you just start grabbing stuff you're gonna walk out with uh with a bag full of stuff and i'm actually kind of kicking myself jeff now that i think about it i should just grab as much stuff as i could have i i you know i just thought of the idea of just giving it out to your teachers right like like as a tech coach just having the opportunity there are, a lot of your teachers don't get out there so you bring back the the winnings and and the prizes and bring that stuff back to your district the other thing I will mention is business cards. Find a good app that does business card scanning and use that because, A, nobody wants to come home with 100 business cards, but, two, nobody wants to leave without networking with people. So uh, I've done this a couple times where, you know, somebody would give me a business card. I'd, I'd take out my phone. I'd snap it and hand that card right back to the person. And they're <laughs> looking at me like I'm weird, and I'm going, yeah, I'm just going to toss it. But now I have a copy of it. And, by the way, because you're doing that, I'm, you know, Nick, I use an app called Full Contact. Um, I actually just started paying for the thing. It's it was it wasn't that cheap, um, but it wasn't that bad because when you do go to these conferences, you might walk away with forty or sixty business cards from all the teachers, all the vendors, all the authors. You got to have a way to keep things organized. And I, like I said, I just found this app called Full Contact. I've been using it. It's uh, it's been pretty good for me. What's what's your method when it comes to meeting, mingling, and networking? Um, you know, I, I just try to, to get out there and, and reach out to the companies that I know that either a, we've been doing work with, uh, in our district or apps and companies that maybe I've been wanting to do work with or have been interested in. So, you know, I, I try to do that. I just try to, you know, see what they're doing, especially at the high school level. I will say one of my things for planning, Jeff, you kind of said it, you said, have a plan, have an idea of uh, what you're going to bring and things like that and what you're going to wear. My thing was what you're going to attend. I mean, I remember putting together, I put together a spreadsheet that was shared with uh, two other colleagues from another school district as well. All three of us kind of put on there. And the idea was share the sessions you plan on attending and then uh, put your notes in there as well. That way we're sharing because obviously there's so many workshops going on. If you wait till the day of to really decide, it's so hard to figure out where you want to be and, and what's worth going to. So, so I hope that answers that question. We, we can, of course, do this for the next half an hour, Nick. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think we're going to continue to do this for the next half an hour. Um, but but again, we, we usually do a couple of these right before ISTE. We'll, we'll definitely be talking about this. But, Nick, there's another question here. How do you plan to give a presentation? Um, do you do your presentations differently at the large conferences versus the smaller ones? You know, for me, um, I, I'd like to just make sure that obviously the title and the things are engaging that people want to want to get to it. Um, I didn't have the opportunity at FETC this time to actually be in, you know, running a full blown workshop or a session. Um, I just presented at a, a booth session for about a half hour or whatnot. So 
I was just, you know, thinking of what would be something that people are looking for. Um, I was talking about using an LMS during PD opportunities. So the idea was that's, you know, how do I sell that to coaches and to admin and to people who are interested in looking for ways to revamp professional development in their district. So I just tried to make sure that, you know, my title was engaging enough. Um, I also tried to make sure that the presentation wasn't just so much of me reading off notes as it was me kind of mingling and interacting um, and doing more, um, I guess, co-teaching, you know, method. I don't know, like where I have it up and I'm walking through the live screens and everything like that. So that's me. What about you, Jeff? You know, this week, uh, it, it only seems like it was this week, right? Uh, last week at FETC, I did a few presentations. I did a two-hour uh, hands-on interactive workshop on podcasting. And my only advice for that is over plan and plan that no one's going to do what you want them to do. And, you know, I'll say that by we started off by by showing people how to make a podcast and, you know, open up your video app and talk into your screen and screencast yourself. And I knew that nobody was going to do it. And so I kind of banked on all of those things. You know, I've done that that uh, workshop with five people in the room. I've done it with 100 people in the room. I've done how to make a podcast with people who don't want to talk and they really just wanted to come in and sit and get, which is crazy for a two hour workshop where suddenly you realize you got to work a lot harder. Um, so I always say over plan and have plan A, B, and C. Um, when we did our booth stuff, and I wanted to get your comments on this, Nick. You know, I, I did my presentation at the Microsoft booth, and it is like carnival barking. You start, and there's nobody in the audience, right? <laughs> and I've I've shown off the pictures and stuff of our, of our time together. It was a great presentation. I did a fantastic job. But everyone says, oh, no, there is people in, in the audience in front of you. And I said, yeah, those were the Microsoft people that uh, took pity on us. Um, <laughs> because you realize that when you are doing these booth presentations – you know, it's not something that everybody announces. It is something where you just start talking and you need to get a crowd. And, you know, I always call it carnival barking, right? Like your job is to bring a crowd to that booth and then keep them there. So that way at the end, somebody can come around and tell them, you know, throw a dart and win a prize, kind of one of those things. So it's it's just an interesting thing when you you literally have to start giving a presentation to nobody in the room. And... You know, it, it, by the time we were done, we had like 20 or 30 people around and, you know, it, it worked out OK after 20 or 30 minutes or so. But it is just a weird thing when you just start talking and you need to not only do a presentation, but you know you're on. Right. Like, like you know, Microsoft is sitting there watching you. But at the same time, people are looking and seeing what's going on. And you got to make those first couple slides really eye catchy to that way you bring them in. Uh, Nick, how did yours work out? Did you uh, have a, a crowd uh, when you first started or did they just say, you know, it's four o'clock go. I had a good size, you know, to start. I think, uh, you know, uh, Schoology was promoting it a lot. Um, I actually promoted it a little bit as well. Um, so we had people that actually showed up that were planning. A lot of them were admin for their districts that were looking for an idea or a way to, to take advantage of utilizing Schoology um, in their districts and what things they can do for it or with it as far as professional development. So that was good. Um, but obviously, yeah, you, you got to sell it and, and you're on the clock, you know, all the time when you're at the booth that way, because like you said, people are in and out. You know, they are they're there for five or 10 minutes, even if it's a half hour, hour session. They're there. They're walking through. You're trying to also drag in more people. So you got to make sure it's engaging. You have to be loud enough because, Jeff, man, I, I remember two other presentations going on at the same time while I was presenting. So you got to make sure you're engaging and loud enough to uh, 
to, to bring people in to, to get people to that booth and uh, to see what you're up to. So those those are the answers to our questions for this week. If you guys have any questions, of course, this is Ask the Tech Coach. You can find us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net or, of course, leave us a voice message over on teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to play your questions here on the podcast and help you out. Now, Nick, as of course we turn the corner, we are looking forward to our next mastermind meeting. It's going to be coming up on Tuesday, February 12th. And this mastermind meeting is unlike anything else we've had before. We are actually bringing on a great guest. We're having the Department of Education come on and talk about the all-important topic of COPA and FERPA. Nick, I am so looking forward to this meeting. Yeah, I'm excited for this because this is, you know, I, I just think it's a great opportunity for tech coaches um, to have just this thematic study for not only are you meeting with with an awesome family of people inside the tech coach platform and being able to reach out at any moment and ask questions and 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 Jeff meet with us one to one, but also to have these planned out topic studies where now it's like, you know, I don't know too much. And Jeff, that's what we found out that not too many people have a lot of hands-on experience with COPA FERPA in their district. So this is a great topic. I, for one, am one that I've been learning about it, but I never feel co comfortable enough to be obviously that go-to person to say, hey, yeah, I know everything about COPA FERPA. So this is an exciting thing. I think having these people on and learning some more as a group, this is going to go a long way for us. Now, if you're out there looking and saying, I would love to learn more about this, I'd like to join the mastermind out there. We have a fantastic mastermind for tech coaches, and we have been working on this since last uh, last fall, I would say. We've got about 30 amazing tech coaches in our mastermind, and it's growing each and every week. But we would love to have you guys be a part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. You can, of course, learn everything about it over on TeacherCast.net slash mastermind. And let us tell you guys a little bit about it today. We have have three different options for you guys to fit any kind of budget. We have a two-month plan, a six-month plan. We even have a 12-month plan if anybody can get their school districts to, to, to support them on all this stuff. And we've got various coupon codes that help you take $50, $100, or even $150 off your mastermind plan. So check out everything over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. But that's not everything. Nick, tell everybody what you get for joining the mastermind. So they're going to get peer-to-peer -peer mentoring. They're going to get two monthly video collaborative meetings where we all get together um, and share ideas and, and try to help each other uh, along with their goals. You get an eight-week online course about learning management systems, uh, utilizing them, pedagogy, uh, how to use it with professional development. Um, you get mastermind exclusive lesson plans to share with your teachers, mastermind uh, exclusive free templates to share with your teachers. And all the while, this is a, a positive, friendly learning environment. And then they have access to the our uh, Ask the Tech Coach Facebook group. And I think the best value out of all of that is you have access to Nick and I. Even this morning, I had one of our mastermind members call us up. We did a good 45 minutes on the call. And, and, and you know, it's just one of those, hey, this is what's happening in my school district. I could use a hand. What do you think? And Nick and I are here to help you guys support you and help you guys really transfer your school district. That is why we created this mastermind, because, you know, Nick and I are both single tech coaches 
in our school districts, running multiple buildings, trying to be admins, trying to be teachers, trying to be coaches, trying to figure out how all this goes along. But look, we are happy to help you guys out. We certainly work with you guys within your budgets, and we certainly can work with your school districts. And we accept checks and PayPal and BRCs and purchase orders, anything like that. We have a two-month, six-month, and 12-month program. We would love to have you guys join us for our mastermind meetings to find out more information over at teachercast.net slash mastermind today and nick of course that brings us to our tech coach tip of the week i am so excited to talk about this topic here it's one that's been asked about a lot about us um over on twitter what is today's tech coach tip of the week so quite often a teacher comes to you asking a how do i do this type of question and more often than not the answer is sort of uh chrome extension so this is why we have a great list of the 40 chrome extensions that tech coaches should know about for free so Go ahead, download it, and share it with your teachers. Now, you can find out more information about this over at teachercast.net forward slash tech coach Chrome extensions. That's teachercast.net slash tech coach Chrome extensions. Download your free PDF today. We have 40 of our favorite Chrome extensions. And Nick, we decided rather than spending the next three hours going over <laughs> everyone in detail while while spelling out the URLs, I think, is what we decided we were we, – we're not going <laughs> to do that here. We're yeah. going to actually kind of go through our top five. Um, and I got to tell you, I want to start with the first one here. This is the one that I'm excited about. This is the one that has saved me so many times, and I know you love it too. My favorite Chrome extension to use is Grammarly. Um, it is, it is a free Chrome extension. There is a paid version of it, but Grammarly basically helps you with your spelling, your grammar check, your, you know, the, making sure your emails look right. They now have a Google Docs and even a Word extension. Um, there's so many different things that you can do with Grammarly, but I think my favorite thing to do with Grammarly is just proofread all of the blog posts that I put out before hitting the publish button. Nick, are you a, a big fan of Grammarly? I love Grammarly and I used Grammarly so often inside the uh, high school English classroom. My favorite part about it was that a weekly progress chart that you get sent at the end of the week that tells you where you stack up your top three, I think, com uh, common errors, um, where your vocabulary <laughs> it gives ranks. gives you a report card, Nick. Yeah, yeah, that's what it does. It gives you a report card. But I loved it. And you know why I loved it? Because I made my students get it. And I made them note and understand what their top three errors were. And the next time that had to change. So they had to keep track of those. So I love that. That's just a little nuanced thing that I think goes a long way. But Jeff, yeah, you know, when you anytime you have someone backing you up and, and reading your stuff, uh, like uh, proofreading an editor right beside you, that that's a great thing to have. You know, I've started doing all of my WordPress work on Chrome only because of the Grammarly extension. And it's it's certainly helped me out with all the show notes and all the blog posts that we've done. Um, Grammarly, absolutely. If you guys haven't put that on, I, I don't know. I've even heard of school districts doing it, you know, school district-wide for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. It's that important of a Chrome extension to use. Um, and again, free account, check it out. And, I, you know, there are some advantages to using the paid version, but really, you could get away with the free version any day. Check out Grammarly. The links are over here on our show notes page. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 37. Now, Nick, your your Chrome extension here is one I love, one that is absolutely fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your first choice. What is your first draft choice for Chrome extension? So, <laughs> so I am drafting first, read and write. 
Ah, um, I love read and write. Uh, I just think that it really is just a Swiss army knife tool. Um, and if you're focused on DEI and personalized learning and all of that stuff and, and you need assistive tools, I think this is just the, the extension for you. You don't know about it. You need to go check it out. And it just gives teachers a way to, to include text-to-speech uh, highlighting, dictionaries, word prediction, speech-to-text, uh, note collection, and, and all different sorts of stuff that, that then you can obviously get for free, too. The read and write extension is free for teachers, but you get your students using it and using the, uh, the free version as well. Uh, you, you, I, can I correct you on that? Sure. The pro it. version is free for teachers. Right. The pro version you, you, is free you, for you have a life. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's a huge thing, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you, and we'll, we'll find the link. We'll put it in our show notes here, Nick. I have it somewhere yep. in my, in my stuff. I don't know if you have it lying around, but you get yeah, a lifetime it. subscription to the pro version, anything from text help, right? Read and write equatio, all these great applications or should I say Chrome extensions? Um, they give teachers a, a free professional license, um, lifetime. It, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And I can't say enough about read and write of how it's helped out the students in my classroom. And I, I know Nick, you've been using it in your classes in your school. Um, absolutely good stuff from our friends at text, uh, tech text help text help. Yep. Absolutely. And I see All we're, right, we're putting you, our stuff in you, here now. So definitely check out over here. Yep. Ask the tech coach episode number 37, get that link today for the, uh, for the free thing. Now, I got to tell you, my second, and, and really I'll say my third, the, the one I'm going to do after this, I kind of like more, but I, I have been an Evernote fan since 2012. Um, I think I'm only one of two Evernote ambassador educators that they have. So I'm kind of kind of ex excited about this one. I love the Evernote web clipper. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm doing something and I want to save a copy. I love the fact that the web clipper can save just the blog post that you're reading, meaning without all the ads, without the sidebars. I love that it can save the full version. I love that it is free. I love that it helps me organize everything. You know, as I'm doing the web clippings, I can put a tag, I can put it in a notebook, I can organize it. Um, I can do so many things with it. And it's, of course, cross-platform. So I can use it on Safari, on Chrome, on any of the other browsers out there. I absolutely love using the, the Evernote Web Clipper. Now, I don't want to give away the, my, my next Chrome extension, Nick, but do you use Web Clippers of some kind? Do you have an, an online storage spot? So I have used uh, Pocket was one that I, I like one. using, right? Um, now I see a, a, a hot one. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, as far as Chrome extensions goes, but I see very similar to Pocket reminds me uh, is Wakelet mm. that a lot of people are using app-wise. Um, so Pocket was my go-to one. But I haven't used Evernote Web Clipper, so I'm gonna have to check that out myself. And you know what? I'll do a, I'll do a, a second draft choice round B here. Um, this you know the the OneDrive, yeah, OneDrive. Uh, no, what OneNote? Right. The, the OneNote Web one Clipper yep. is, is equally as wonderful, right? Same idea. Instead of going to Evernote, it goes to OneNote. Um, absolutely fantastic stuff that both Evernote and Microsoft have put out. And I love the fact that you know I I am a paid user for Evernote, but you know Evernote is free um for for many many things that you want to do just like OneNote is free um and it's a great place you know do you want to do visual bookmarks do you want to just save your stuff um i use it a lot for for saving graphics 
You know, if I find a Google image or something, I will web clip that image and stick it in Evernote, and now I have it. So a lot of great stuff to do with Web Clipper. And I'll also give you my secret for Web Clipper of how I use it. I use it to back up my own websites. Whenever my whenever I can get a, a web client or something like that, I just I go to every single one of their pages put it into Evernote. That way I have their full page. It doesn't go anywhere um, after I destroy their website. And I have a fresh copy of what that website used to look like for reference that, of course, I can also grab the images, grab the text, um, grab the code behind it. Um, I'll, I'll even do web clippers of just all the, all the JavaScript and the CSS on the websites that I do. So lots of great reasons to be using Evernote Web Clipper today. That's a good one to have. Now, Nick, your your next one, I don't know if we need to be talking about this one. I, I don't know if we as tech coaches should be embracing this one or if we should be scared of this one. I've had many tech coaches say, I don't want to use this because then it'll put me out of a job. And then I've heard many people say, I want my students and teachers to have this one so then I can focus on other things. Um, Nick, what is this next Chrome extension? So this is the G Suite training extension. So basically just adding a 24-7 uh, tech coach uh, and almost like these interactive lessons and videos at the top of your browser. And anytime you have a, you know, a question, one of those basic Google questions on how something works, you, the teacher clicks on it and it basically goes through this little interactive uh, training lesson with video clips and, and sound files and whatnot and walks them through how to start using it. But doesn't that replace you, Nick? You know, Jeff, I love the idea of I'm one person in a district, and I love the idea that if these teachers have basic questions that they need answered or I don't know how to use filters in Gmail, uh, then they click on the G Suite, Suite training extension and it walks them through that. I don't think it's ever going to replace me. I think, you know, it might actually spark the use where they go, hey, I tried some basic thing with the G Suite training. Now, how do I design a lesson around what I've learned. You know, I think that's where it becomes more important for me that it's great if they learn how to use the tech tool. Uh, it's even better when they know how to implement it in the classroom in an effective way. I will echo that 100%. Um, so in review here, we've talked about Grammarly. We've talked about read and write for Google. We've talked a little bit about Equatio. And of course, there's free links there. Nick, do you have the link by chance for Equatio? I, we, uh, I don't, but I actually do have that on the side. Let me grab that as well. Uh, we, can, we can put that in there. We also have Evernote Web Clipper. We'll also put the link in there to the OneNote Ever, uh, Web, Web Clipper and the, the dreaded yet all-important G Suite training. And to wrap up this list of five or eight or ten or whatever we're at right now, um, I love the Save to Google Keep. And I, I, I'm a major, major Google Keep fan. And this was going way back before Google decided to put Google Keep on the right side of every single Gmail and whatever pages. I am a big fan of Google Keep for many reasons. Number one, I love that it takes notes. I love that it takes lists. I love that you can do drawings. You can do audio feeds. You can color code things. You can collaborate. You can use them as basically, you know, it's, I always look at Google Keep as Google Docs meets Gmail, right? Because yeah. it's like a mini word processor, but then it gives you labels, and you can archive labels and all these different things, right? So it's kind of Gmail meets Google Docs, and I absolutely love Google Keep. I'll tell you, what I do the most is when I'm looking for inspiration for show notes, for blog posts, I will go into my Google Keep. Um, 
I'm a big fan of Feedly. There's another Chrome extension for you. Good one. And I like Feedly because it brings in and organizes all my feeds. And I've got feeds on coaching, on on Chrome extensions, and on SEO, on web design. If I find a, a blog post that I like, I will save that thing to Evernote or I'll save it to Google Keep. And depending on what I want out of it, if I'm just, you know, if I want to grab a couple of graphics or something, I'll save it to Evernote. If I just want to kind of organize my links, I'll put that into Google Keep. Um, but I, I use that Save to Google Keep Chrome extension. It is quick. It is easy. It is fast. Nick, you're you're a fan of Google Keep, aren't you? I am. I love Google Keep. I use it on my, my cell phone all the time. I find the app on the cell phone is, is you know, so quick and easy. So I'm just transferring things when I'm doing research and working on the laptop. And then I access it on my Google Keep on my phone. That's great. And, uh, you know, I just, again, another one that I love sharing with teachers and especially in the English classroom and getting them to share it with their students because then kids are doing research and they're clicking on it and they're basically building an annotated bibliography right in front of themselves. And the next thing you know, like you said, they access Google Keep from within Google Docs and now they're just dragging and dropping these sticky notes uh, right into their doc and starting to form their essays or their papers. So awesome, awesome, awesome uh, Chrome extension. So we gave you about eight or nine Chrome extensions right there, and I think I'm going to put you on the spot, Nick. Let's do one more Chrome extension here. Uh Um, Nick, if if you were on a deserted island (laughs) – no, no, no. Let's change that again. If you were going to FETC next year and you had one Chrome extension to present on, what would it be and why? Ooh, boy, oh, boy, on the spot. You know, there are so many that I – I can't – you know, Schoology doesn't have one. Maybe I have to design one now. Maybe that's what I got to put. Um. You know, I, I think insert learning is fun. There's a couple that I like. Uh, maybe I'm going to go out here on a limb. I'm going to go with something a little creative, Jeff. Um, I'm going to go with Luna Pick. Ooh. Luna Pick is a fun one that maybe that maybe this is outside the box a little bit. Um, I just find us as tech coaches, Jeff. How, how often are you looking for images and maybe you want uh, you don't you hate the background part of an object or or the character or clip art in, in that's the focal point of the picture. Lunapic does so much and you can actually just start painting out the background of the picture and then it will create the transparent background for you. Um, Plus a number of other things. It's almost like sumo paint meets, you know, like Google drawings S type stuff. So I love that. I'll throw that out there. And I think that's my creative pick. I'm going to throw one that, that I use as a tech coach. I kind of more use it as a as a web developer but i love the one that is called where did i just put it here of course i'm 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 falling up ah here it is full page screen capture Ooh, okay i have to tell you how difficult is it to take a a screenshot of an entire website and i found this great chrome extension called full page screen capture it'll it'll basically eat down the entire page and it'll give you two options. Do you want to save the entire page as a single graphic? Or do you want to save the website as a PDF? Now, why would you want to use this as a tech coach? Because how many times have you been doing a presentation about a certain thing and you wanted to screenshot the entire website or take it with you? Or screenshot it and stick it in a book or a PDF or an Evernote? Um, I use full-page screen capture a lot, of course, when I'm developing my websites. Um, again, I use Evernote to actually keep the text and stuff to OCR everything, but I, I can't picture a week 
a week over the last couple months where I have not done full page screen capture on something to either put it into a Twitter or to a, a lesson plan or something like that. But um, full page screen capture is absolutely great for taking screenshots of, of anything on your desktop. That's a good one. And, and you know, Jeff, there are so many screen capture uh, apps out there. But like you said, one that can actually just do full screen or sections and different things. And, and uh, you know, that's good to know Jeff, that this is a reliable one for people to go to. And you know where I used it the most? It's because lately I've been, you know, I, I would say I've been studying other websites, uh, studying what landing pages look like, studying what their opt-ins look like. And really, Nick, that's how you and I came to make our mastermind page over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. You know, it came from, from you know, screen capturing probably dozens of other professional looking landing pages and trying to figure out what works. And also if you guys go over to teachercast.net slash tech coach Chrome extensions, download our new PDF 40 Chrome extensions that every tech coach should know about. Again, we did that just by using, you know, full page screen capture. So that way we could see what other uh, Chrome extensions were doing, how it works. Lots of great stuff using that app. Now, we don't have all the answers here, Nick, do we? These are the ones that we thought are our favorites. Clearly, we put 40 of them in our Chrome extensions book, which you can get over at teachercast.net slash Chrome extensions today. But Nick, where is a good place that people can go to learn more information about how to be a tech coach and help their teachers out to the best of their abilities? Yeah, so they can absolutely join, you know, come and check us out at the Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind. Um, and that'd be a great place or just Jeff going to askthetechcoach.com and accessing podcasts and different things like that. Um, but join our niche, come be a part of the, the mastermind group. And I think you'll take even more, um, you know, just building the PLN, you'll take more away via that uh, organization that we've put together. We, of course, want to learn from you guys together. We, have, of course, just put out a great blog post called Six Things Every Tech Coach Should Be Encouraged to Do This Time. Talks about how to build up your PLN, which hashtags we should be following, um, which blogs and podcasts are, are tech coach specific, not Microsoft posts or Google posts or whatever. Like These are specific blog posts we've curated just for tech coaches and, of course, talks about how to share your knowledges at big places. So we're going to be linking to that as well. But we want to hear from you guys. Please reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Now, the last thing I'm going to mention here is that we are ramping up for our February and our March Tech Coach Roundtable podcast. We're going to be recording the next one on February 18th, and we're going to be doing our March one probably around the same time next month, too. We would love to have you guys be a part of our uh, not only just our mastermind but we would love to have you guys as hosts on our next roundtable meeting please check us out you can of course again email us over at ask the tech coach um, or feedback at teachercast.net reach out to us we'd love to know that you're there we've been getting a ton of support on twitter uh nick we've even made some uh top 10 podcast lists i've noticed recently and want to give a thank you out there to all all, all the tech coaches and everybody who's supporting us and last but not least we are looking forward to moderating the ed tech coaches chat um um, in cooperation with ISTE, I believe, Nick, that's going to be uh, late February, the 24th or 26th, I'd like to say. We're definitely yeah, going to make sure that we have 26. a link to that. But there, there's two of them. There's a 1 o'clock and there's an 8 o'clock. February 26th, um, we are going to be co-moderating that chat. Um, look for more information over on TeacherCast. And we, of course, use the hashtag um, ETCoaches for that. 
Nick, we've talked about our Chrome extensions. We've talked about our stuff here as far as how to do large conferences. And we want to know what's going to be happening next week on the show. What are our topics coming up in our next couple podcasts? Yeah, so on our next podcast, we are going to be talking about... <laughs> Things that you can do to better communicate with your teachers. And what would some of those things be, Nick? <laughs> oh, hold on, I'm lost here. My I closed oh, my tab. We we're gonna be talking. Uh, I'm I'm gonna leave that one in, Nick. Uh, we're gonna be talking <laughs> about best ways to communicate with our teachers. Should we be doing it through email? Should we th be doing it through smoke signals? Should we be doing it through newsletters? What kind of newsletters? Should we be talking to our teachers? through our administrators lots of different things we'd love to hear from you guys and of course if you can't be a guest on our tech coach roundtable we're going to be releasing that on monday february the 25th we of course want to say thank you guys out there for being a part of the teacher cast tech coaches network and making teacher cast and ask the tech coach a part of your professional development each week nick where can people get a hold of you and learn some about th something about the great things that you're doing so they can, uh, on my website, uh, nicholasamaral.com, or follow me on Twitter at namaraledu. And, of course, we want to welcome you guys to check out all the great stuff on TeacherCast. Where, Nick, we just broke through the top 50 of all educational websites. Last time I checked, we were down to about number 48, which is really, really cool that we're now on the bottom 50 of all educational websites. We want to thank you guys out there for all the great support. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.